Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast that you didn't know you needed. I say to my two friends looking at me, when you step out on your conscience, you step out on the run. You won't step on me because I'll be gone. I'll be halfway to the sun. Look out. Say hello, Josh. That is the best song on the album, not written by <laughs> Mr. Russ Ballard. Russ Ballard, the hit maker. Well, except for that song in 1988 yeah say hello brent what's going on buddy i'm out of deja vu yeah how's the, how's the weather there it's it's cold it's rainy and um we're living life loving it all right good deal good deal um so the last episode we did was the return of the podcast um i think some people were genuinely happy to see us i'm i'm never i'm worried about those folks I'm always curious about those people that are like, hey, it's back. Great. I'm like, oh, my God, you people. But it's cool. I mean, it's awesome. And that's what this page is for. And thankfully, there are some people that tune in and look forward to seeing our faces. Uh, did you get any feedback or any yeah, any maybe a, negative, like people saying you should take a longer break? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're most of the negative feedback probably comes my, from my family, just seeing them every day. <laughs> but uh, um, you ever get as, a lot of this? You're still doing it? You're still yeah. doing that show? Yes, yeah, Night Ranger. Uh, they sing that song, <laughs> Sister Christian, don't they? Yeah, uh, that hit. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, people were glad we were back, and as much as we make jokes about it, like you know, like uh, you know, these people need their head checked. Uh, listening to us through Yahoo's, it is a nice feeling, and the uh, the kind words are appreciated. And so, thank you for those. Uh, people were leaving comments on the Facebook page and on the youtube page so dave glazer i know left a few comments and carl um, eichelman and uh nadalman and mike braun so uh thank you everybody for the kind words and we are glad to uh glad to be back yeah i mean i feel like we're still shaking off some of the the cobwebs but we're going to get back into it i feel so out of sorts with my uh setup right now Brent, I, I, I got to tell you, and I don't know if I told you this, but I want to make sure I say it. Um, uh, love the artwork you did for this one. Just love it. I know we talked about it in the last episode, but I want to make sure I oh, said it. The podcast? Yeah, it looks great. Well, thank you. And, and, and to capitalize on that, I'm going to, I got a private message from our buddy across the pond, Mark Greenaway. Ah, yes. And he wrote, very much enjoying the return of the podcast. Here's <laughs> your story about designing the logo. Love it. I cut the Night Ranger pattern into paper for silkscreen when I was in college. Took fucking forever to get it right. <laughs> I spray painted it on a bamboo curtain. So when it uncurled the curtain, the logo in yellow appeared. Hat tipped, Mr. Walter. Hat tipped, Mr. Greenaway. Yeah. He's awesome. I was talking to the other day, but that's something a, different. A uh, friend of the page. He's yeah. a friend of the page. Drink it up, people. Good dude. Um, so this episode, in case you didn't know by the title, when you clicked on the link, we are ranking the classic Man in Motion. The, are we doing the, that? Shit. Yeah, really? That's, that's it? That's what that's I did. Show? That's what I did. All right, hold on. Keep going. You can do it while you're sitting there talking. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't want to get too far because we're going to talk about it later, but um, I, I really love this album. I was listening to it today, walking around the house, doing some work and just uh-huh, listen yeah. to a whole refreshing. Yeah. And I was like, God, this album, it, it's just so good. 
uh, underrated. Um, I think forgotten by a lot of people, well, most people. Great album, and of course, the inspiration for our fan page that uh, you guys uh, sure. so so well put together. So, yeah, man in motion ranking. I'm looking forward to this. Would have been great to have somebody on here helping us. Like I don't know, Brad Gillis. Well, if Brad Gillis is listening, I did a fantasy <laughs> album cover right there. Yeah, that's what the album cover should have looked like. Yeah, that looks great. It's what it still could look like. <laughs> of course, with a with, better Night Ranger logo. That's basically the I did it for love. Uh, yeah, forty-five. Yeah. Well, I took the back of the album cover and just you know match things together. So, well, Josh, I'm, when you start Fans in Motion Records, the first release you should do is a reissue of uh, fan, uh, Man in Motion so colored one, vinyl. So, one thing about this new area, I got I got my forty-fives right here. Boom. So there is oh yeah that looks very 40, familiar brent 45 yeah. so i put i put the man between brad and jeff see him there no, oh see. yeah what is it it's uh mcdonald's and it's uh uh what's the other one uh there's two golden arches and i only got one golden arch mcdougall's McDowell's. I was like, I was like, I was like, where's he going with this? I, I'm trying to think. And then here is the the Japanese. I did it for love. There you go. So, Josh, I apologize for not being hip on your movie lead-ins, man. I'm drifting. Well, I'm not. I, I have him brain fogged this today. Well, McDow- I couldn't think of McDowell's. But I can appreciate it. Yeah, it's McDougal's like- is something else. I think that's a liquor <laughs> store here in Nashville. But <laughs> see, they they got two golden arches. We just got the one. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, um, we'll talk a little bit more about the album cover and everything. Uh, and, uh, we will rank our selections from the 1988 release man in motion from worst to first 11 tracks of, uh, just greatness. This is a really great album. There is no worst on the album. Yeah. I mean, I know we say it and it's part of the drinking game, I'm sure, but, uh, this is such a good album. Like this one was, uh, this was tough. I had to do a lot of like my, have a lot of scribbled out and scratched out notes on mine because like, ah, oh, that song should be a little higher. That song should be, Oh shoot. That song, something has to be last. Yeah. It's like a circus. Oh, it's got to go somewhere. Hold on. Not, I, uh, kiss, kiss, kiss right there. Drink up. I got the list in front of me. So I'm going to get you all fucked up today. Oh <laughs> Yeah. All right, so any um, moving on, any Night Ranger news? Anything new that we need to talk about? I think mm-hmm. I saw there was a posting of some uh, the upcoming concert dates. Anything other than that? Well, Night Ranger news. Um, let's see here. I actually made a little list. Um, well, one thing I want to do, I want to do on the last episode, and I forgot. So there was the, we didn't know if there was going to be how different the release of the vinyl for rock in 97, which has been retitled rock in Japan greatest hits live. So it was kind of like they were re-releasing it again on the blue vinyl. I had like a pre-order and everything. So this was the one that was released in 2019. Um, You can see the hype sticker there. And the blue vinyl 
I like that color. All right. So I went ahead and, of course, being, you know, the Night Ranger fan that I am when they were kind of re-releasing it, you know, everything looked like it was still the same. Now, they were re-releasing it with a CD version, too. So everything is exactly the same, except for the hype sticker is different. And the hype sticker is on, like, is that other, the first edition, whatever, was sealed like a regular album. It had the plastic on the front and the hype sticker. This is in oh, a, yeah. okay. So the, you, so the hype sticker is actually on the, this sleeve that it's in. But the record is exactly the same. The artwork, there's no new copyright, nothing on it. So is All it worth the codes are the same? Everything. So the color is the same. Nothing different about it. Um, like I said, even the catalog numbers are the same. The only thing that's different is how, it, you know, the, the way it comes in that hype sticker. So that is the difference. And, but then it was released with the digipack cd so that's the only thing that's really different it does have a 2021 um uh copyright date copyright date and it does have all the tracks that are originally on it the vinyl leaves off most of the neverland tracks um there is the inside so nothing really no booklet to it nope the no booklet it's just the inside sleeve there. Um, James Blades is listed as, as the stage tech. One oh. thing I one thing I did notice is they got a lot of the songwriting credits wrong. They got Neverland being written by Jack Blades, Ted Nugent, and Tommy Shaw, which I know is incorrect. Mm -hmm. um, what else was there? How do you do uh, that? Like they're not well, even like there's nature. there's more sentimental street, Jack Blades and Alan Fitzgerald, which everything I've ever seen is just Jack Blades. Um, Forever all, all over again is Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw, which I know Tommy Shaw did not co-write that. It was Jack Blades and someone like Gary Burr or something like that. I think there was three writers on that. Um, when you close your eyes, Jack Blades, Kelly Kagi, and Alan Fitzgerald. And if I remember correctly, it's Jack Blades, Brad Gillis, and Alan Fitzgerald um yeah so there was a few in there that was incorrect so anyways uh there is that so if you are the ultimate night ranger collector you need to go get those um so tomorrow which again if you're listening to this on tuesday it's already happened but tomorrow they are opening <clears throat> for ario speedwagon in prescott valley arizona um i don't think there's really been any new shows announced um but you almost have a show every weekend except for in december um but you almost have every weekend for january and february and you know getting into march and april so hopefully more dates will be announced soon um what else what else what else what am i missing yo um I will be in Tampa next week, um, flying down to uh, take my kiddo and my mom and my aunt. We're all going to the beach and then Saturday night, go over and see 
the band called Night Ranger. So that should be interesting if you're going to be in the Tampa area. Give me a shout out. We'll meet up. All right. I wish I could go to that show. would be awesome. But I don't think other than that, not much new Night Ranger news. If uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess it seems pretty quiet right now. We're going into the holidays. They're playing some shows, but that's about it. I guess the biggest thing I saw was the, uh, we talked about briefly on the last episode, but the, uh, Brent, I think you had mentioned that, that the Somewhere in California is off of the record store day release for November. Well, it, some... yeah, it, dis- it disappeared. It doesn't mean it's not going to be released. We're waiting to find out. I know. Yeah. I, this was this, the RSD that was just released uh, yesterday. So I would say if Record Store Day is not putting it on their yeah. list uh, and we're only, probably. what, two weeks, two out? weeks. Two weeks out? If probably. that, I don't think it's coming out. And the big, like you said, and if it doesn't come out this time, it'll be out in April next year. There you go. Well, there's so many plants that have just shut down or had problems pressing records. Yeah. It's made it kind of impossible because all the labels try to flood as much as they can for Record Store Day in there. I know yeah. there's a, several other releases that have been postponed for certain. Uh, I don't, it's not them shutting down. It's just them. There's only so many plants and they're just work, you know, pressing. And the big labels are going to get priority the majority of the time. So, yeah. um, yeah, so this would be a good point if you had some money. Go and uh, invest in some uh, record-making uh, machines and start busting out some records. There's a there's a pressing plant down here in Nashville that's always looking for help. Besides that, and uh, uh, Jack White has his own little third-man records, little pressing plant, but that's a small. Any hoodles, um, anybody got any new stuff they want to share with anybody? Well, you know, I always got new stuff. Um, what I'll do is a little bit off of the uh, Night Ranger realm, but, uh, you know, it's 40 years in the making, so I had to. Boom. The new ABBA record. And if you <laughs> you want to see Kiss taking the school, go check out all the options you can buy on this. Really? I mean, they have yeah. so many different colored vinyls. They got cassettes. Like and then cassettes with like each member on the cover. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think they have eight track, but I might be wrong on that. But um, anyways, decent pop album. Uh, one thing I did like, well, it's got the uh, gatefold there, but uh, so I went and through. I got the Amazon exclusive uh, orange vinyl. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the main reason why I wanted to show it. So I go to put it on. I'm like. Well, which side's A and which side's B? And then I realized they highlighted it. Which one? That's A. Yeah. Yeah. And that's B. Smart. Clever. I like that. Yep. So, uh, I mean, is it any good, Josh? Well, if you like, you know, pop music, it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, it's more along the lines of what ABBA was towards the end, which was just more, you know, romantic ballads and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I just like it. Well, I always like the older music. I like the bass lines, but, uh, you know, they just wrote such catchy hooks. So you there's know, no dancing queen on there. 
No, nothing really, you know, towards that. Take a uh, chance it'd, be, on it'd, me. Be, it'd be more like winner takes it all, stuff like that. Oh, that's a good tune. All right. Like so one. it's more like that. Uh, but uh, but very well done. What then, else you got? Then back to the Night Ranger world. Let's see here. Um, I got this. That ABBA album was actually halfway to the sun, if you notice that. Yes, it was. <laughs> so you got a Dawn Patrol. Yeah. Well, this the, is a Dawn Patrol. What's I've this? never seen this before. I'm sure it's not all that rare, but uh, I'd never seen it. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's a UK release from Lemon Recordings, released in 2005. So the one thing, look, some things that are different is you can see here where the clear is, it's still got the laser beams going through it. And then on That's the cool. back, it's got a little bit of a paragraph there, some stuff. And the CD is kind of mirrored like a record. Oh, nice. That's cool. And they got their little advertisement for, I guess, some of the other stuff they released. And if you look, I think you will see a record that you know. Mother Love Bone, Love Apple. Bone. All right. And then Great album. inside here, it unfolds. And you get kind of the back of the rec the record. Wow. And then you get a little. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. And it's actually pretty good. They talk about you know stereo, the you know, and the history of the band. Um, so, anyways. I think the guy that wrote this is the guy that just passed away, Malcolm Dome. The uh, the journalist uh, from UK. Oh, British guy, messed mm -hmm. up teeth. Um, so, anyways, uh, something new. It down. And I did splurge a little bit of money. I didn't splurge that much. I got lucky because two of these actually went up on sale to about the same time. So everybody put a lot of bids on that first one and that cleared out some of the high bidders and i got this for i think less than 50 which was my max whoa mm, columbia look House. at that so the only one that i am missing now is dawn or midnight madness now do you have an eight track tape player i do do i have it sweet here? Might be what song does it switch over in the middle of? You have Don't Tell Me You Love Me, Can't Find Me a Thrill, Play Rough, and it switches during Play Rough, Call My Name Night oh. Ranger. Then uh, three is Sing Me Away, Young Girl in Love, Eddie's Coming Out Tonight, switches in Eddie, and at night she sleeps in Penny. So there you go. Totally different playing order. Yeah, it's like I'm right in my head, it's like that didn't sound right. Well, they gotta try to. Do it to where they don't have every song switching over in a track, you know. Yeah. Interesting. I remember my brother had an eight track in his Nova. We drove in high school, but then he had two eight tracks. He had Molly Hatchet and ACDC's Back in Black. You will know when retro. <laughs> Those were our selections. Really back when eight tracks start coming, making a comeback. That's awesome, man. I mean, you know, it's amazing, and Brent knows this. I mean, just how expensive some eight tracks can be, and it's just. 
I kind of remember like in the early nineties, you could find them for like a dime at a yard sale. And some of them are still only worth a dime, probably the majority yeah. of them. But uh, yeah, um, there's some out there like Night Ranger that are, you know, I mean, that the one before that sold for almost 100 bucks. So, wow. Yep. So, is that it? That I have nothing is, new to show. That's all the new stuff I got. I haven't I mean, spent I, any money, haven't done anything. I got a new ELO record up somewhere I can grab if you want. Yeah, let's move on. Brent, uh, Let's throw it over to Brent out on the our on the street reporter. Fans in Motion News. Fans in Motion News brought to you by Coke Zero. I got well. to try it first. Anyway, <laughs> that's what the commercial says. Fans in Motion News. Our first one, and I, and I think everybody's going to be able to read these. I double checked everything before I did it. Our buddy from Japan, Kobayashi. Yep. Um, Look at that man. Yeah, he um updated his um Fernandez guitar with that sticker. There, there we go. Can you see it? I'm trying to cover up the camera so it gets rid of my ugly mug. Yeah. Yeah, he posted an update on that. And I, it, it, whenever you're gonna post something Fernandez and Bray Gillis, yeah, you're probably gonna get in, into the fans of motion news. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's a great looking guitar, you know. And and I think he's posted something before and got in it so. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Good stuff. I, I love seeing those replica guitars. Yeah. Moving on, we have Steven is at Voice. Voice. Yes. Look at that. He was at the um, Kirby Center. Yeah, the Kirby Center um, at. Um, it's in Pennsylvania. Wil- is that Wilkes-Barre? Yeah, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And he, he obtained um, a drumstick and a guitar pick. There he didn't get the goes. greatest guitar pick thrown out, but he got a good guitar pick. <laughs> what did he get? What he got a pick? guitar pick and a drumstick, but not the greatest guitar pick thrown out. <laughs> Thank you, a little biased. And here we've got a slew of people. This is just a tribute to the Wilkes Barrel PA show. Donna Gallucci, Stephen Voice, Sarah Griffith, Lori Barr, John Reed, Karen Sanders, Yangling, Randy Crump. Rina, I'm sorry, my thing's blocking up here. It's a Desperito. Desperito. Yeah. They were all there. They've all been sharing stuff all week long on the page. Yes. And, you know, it, it's super to see that many names at a show from that are on this page. I would have loved for all three of us to be there to meet all these people. Um, two, if I left anybody out, I apologize because. We had so much stuff on the page, and I was just going through, yeah, and writing the names on a piece of paper so I could put this together. But yeah, some really great video, especially um, who was the one that posted um, of Jack singing to their daughter? I don't. It was one of these people. I know who I it was. I'm trying to remember because I was watching that and commenting on it. It was awesome. It might have been Karen, no, or I don't remember. But um, and Sarah Griffith, it was hysterical. Brad was trying to hand her the guitar at the end. She's like, "I'm not taking it." <laughs> you know, I thought that was kind of cool. So, folks, thanks for sharing. That's what makes this page so wonderful. Everybody gets to see what's going on. They can't be there with you, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's I think the whole what makes the page so great is the community of people sharing, just like when we were in Dixon and when Josh is, you know, out with the band, I look forward to a, 
seeing what's going on, even though we've all seen them a handful of times. There's nothing wrong with that. I still, I never tire of it. That's the thing. And it's, yeah. and it's crazy too, where we'll get some shows and you know, there's like nobody there from fans. Right. Of and then you get some shows and it's like, everyone's everybody's there. there. <laughs> so it's like, you have to actually like, you know, control the feed. So you don't mm -hmm. spend uh, put too much. Yeah. yeah I time. mean, it is. I'm like, all right, I got enough for about the next five hours. And I just like every 20 minutes, I release one. So, you know, cause if yeah. not, they're just going to be, forgotten and only you're only going to right. see them just once yeah you want each everybody's post to get the uh the attention it deserves love and attention and i Brent, think this is yeah. probably the biggest um show after cleveland with the most fans showing up yeah mm -hmm. looks like know, in one place and posting so very cool very cool indeed is that it that's it well i, I got a few on my phone here I was like, this is just today Lisa Haynes traveling oh, yeah. to uh, Arizona. She's got her her uh, her luggage tag from Dwayne Vickers and uh, her fans in motion um, fans Represent. in motion sticker. Uh, there's old Jack Blades yep. Veterans Day post. Um, what else we got here? Um, Yeah, Here's our pieces. fans of motion Veterans Day. And Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Yeah. Let's see here. Josh, Josh, our Josh. Josh is a veteran. And uh veteran pain Mike, in the ass. <laughs> Mike Smith posted this. So uh go check out Frontiers. They're having a five dollar CD sale and Revolution Saints featuring Jack Blades is uh for five dollars one of their records the uh jack singing to his daughter was john reed okay so go to the facebook page and join if you have not and scroll down and uh find uh uh john reed's post uh marianne i'm not going to pronounce her last name her daughter picked her up a copy of midnight madness on vinyl so hopefully her addiction has started <laughs> um and we had a uh, puppy dog being kept warm with a night ranger uh hoodie that's tim bowen love the puppies and uh what else let's just keep it going karen sanders yingling uh had a nice little haul too a set list and some yeah. uh guitar um picks Let's see. Yeah, that's what... where I shared everybody into one. Well, you know, so much. Well, that's good though. It's all right. John Reed got a nice little collection. It's easier just to do it this way. Look at that. Um, and Sarah threw some photos up, and so yeah, there was a lot of a uh, lot of videos. A lot of people posting uh, them buying their tickets for the Bristol, yeah, um, show in Bristol virginia slash tennessee oh here's you know i like these some brad gillis during the mojo era yeah uh i guess she had a pen pal from metal edge she was seeing if anybody out there recognized those photos that they they took nadelman representing hey. the danny repeppy memorial shirt That's and today. greg olin 
made up a new uh <laughs> podcast ranking game uh cincinnati or buckeye is referenced kiss is message referenced ho-hos need to be mentioned on this episode because... i could go for some ho-hos and some buckeyes oh yeah. h baby um shape and shaping colored vinyls already been talked about so you know someone's drinking up there uh you Josh? know i think uh they're all they're all good great songs i think that's already been kind of mentioned by uh brentry there i threw I out on purpose not um let's see here any says hello josh uh yeah somebody in, in uh, brent and i have been friends forever in that on there cocaine or trousers are mentioned so anyways there you go greg Olin has a drink. somebody's gonna be drunk hopefully it's me might be josh yeah I, I got i'm only on two so how do you start moving up the hard liquor or something <laughs> so you ready to All do right. this you ready, ready for your list to be Already? wrong josh Already. well uh for the drinking game my list will be correct as it always is so yeah i don't think anybody's list is gonna be wrong you can't uh, i could i see two people on this fucking screen it's i know for, I and, you know and you guys are you guys know you're wrong because it's usually after we talk you're like you know what I think I'm going to change that because what Josh said makes a lot of fucking sense. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, it does. I feel confident bullshit. that a couple that of bullshit. mine are going to make Josh or Branko, you're wrong. You're out of your mind. Uh, we'll but see. they had to be somewhere. So we are ranking Man in Motion, which, you know, was the last album from the uh, classic era. Here is your promo yep. copy. Minus fits, but still uh, basically the classic era. Minus fits. Uh, fits does make a songwriting credit on the record, but um, three other guys, I think, played three or six or something like that. Anyways, yeah. there's a hell of a lot of people playing, um, playing uh, on the record. You got to remember, this is probably the first album they recorded with their backs to the corner. You know, the first record, you're young and excited, you make it, but it had success. You got, you're going right into, you know, Midnight Madness, success, Seven Wishes, you're making that, you know, on, on the heels of success, you're making Big Life on the heels of success, Big Life falters. Now you're like, uh oh, what's going on? You got a band member leaving. So this is the first album kind of made under yeah. duress. Um, well, to back that up, you if you read that Bruce Cohn interview I posted and their talk, I, he's talking about... I avoid about, everything you, you post. Talking about how, you know, they didn't have a record deal going into Midnight Madness, but they, they were so confident off the heels of Dawn Patrol, they were already in the studio. You know, um, they... Yeah, so, I mean, they... This is the first time they're in the studio kind of having some adversity. Okay, but as much as you want to say about MCA and them as a label, I mean, they did pump money into the record. I mean, they they got a top the line producer in Keith Olson. Keith Olson was a big producer in the eighties, produced Journey Records, Europe. So you know they went for a big producer. Um, I think it's the biggest person they got doing an album cover is Hugh, 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 Hugh Syme, not Hugh Slime, Hugh Syme. Um, now, I'm not saying the results were good, but 
you know, that's probably the most they put, you know, into an album cover. Having, yeah. Because, you know, he's a big name. Well, I think Seven Wishes was a bigger that, yeah, effort but in album cover. Not really. I mean, I, who's, who's the artist? No one really knows. Hugh Syme has done all the Rush records. He was doing all those big records, you know, he, he, and he still went and did records. Kiss Revenge. He did, uh, um, he did, uh, God, go look at his thing. He, he, he was doing all the big records in the 80s. And like I said, he did all the big Rush records. So what I'm saying is they went and got someone top of the line, one of the best out there to do the album cover. It's the first time, like, it looked like they actually had, like, stylists and stuff come in. I mean, it kind of looks like they're all on the same page fashion-wise, you know, and and stuff. It isn't like, you know, the UN on Big Life where mm-hmm. one of them's in a plaid jacket and the other one's, you know, in this and stuff. So, you know, it looks like money was pumped into the record. Um, I just think the times were a-changing. They were. And bands like Lover Boy, Survivor night ranger uh they just i don't think it mattered just couldn't keep up with what was happening with the bon jovis and the guns and roses and the white snakes of the world at that of that time so uh they labeled the record in the advertisements as night ranger goes back to guitars Uh, if you look right here this is the promo poster for man in motion I'm not sure if it says featuring I did it for love. Don't reason to be, don't start thinking I'm alone tonight. But anyways, imagine that ad, same ad in magazines, and it would say guitars are back. And that was the ad. Guitars are back. And then the very first video they release is I did it for love. Yeah. <laughs> the very first musician you see is Jeff Watson playing the keyboards on a fucking mountain. So uh you know whatever um but uh and i think what happened was after that in the background after that single failed i think the record label just kind of said yeah i think i think we're done i don't you know and that article you had andy from bogarts yeah um i think you posted i know you sent me a photo of it one time and i read it you can just see how deflated jack blades is in that article yeah, I'll dig that up and post it again. I mean, so that'd been like January of 89. And I think he's talking just about how you can't find the record or. Yeah. I mean, he you can just you read it and it's just like I've never seen a more deflated Jack Blades <laughs> and, you know, anything I've ever read or seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, but out of all that, we did get a record that I think most fans enjoy and look back on um absolutely in high regard i will say with me i i would say over the last 20 years maybe it's dropped a little bit to me like some of the stuff sounds just even more dated than it was then um so i mean i still ranked at what five you know or six in my I think list we all had it pretty high but uh i think just to me it was higher 20 years ago than it is now for me and that could be just because we got four new studio records in the last 10 years or so that compete with it now i don't know but um but it's still a good album and still something i throw in yeah this is one i would love for them to do the whole album on a tour somewhere just to see it one more time 
I remember the first time I ever met Kelly Kaye was 95. You know, I'm 17 years old. And um, I, you know, again, you ask back then, I'm asking questions I would never ask now. I asked him, like, how many copies did Man in Motion sell? And I think, you know, I think it was me and two other people there talking to him. And he said, he looks at us, he goes, three, you know, <laughs> just like, he goes, that's it. Um, and I generally wanted to, wanted to know just, you know, cause there was nothing out there on night ranger, no internet, no articles, you know? And so, um, but, uh, but yeah, I know that I know in the interviews and stuff and talking to Kelly that even Kelly's very fond of this record still. I don't know about the other guys, but, um, well, some of Kelly's best work, from my opinion, is on this this album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, those three records. I mean, his vocals on the Seven Wishes record, outstanding. His yeah. vocals on the Big Life record, even more outstanding. And then this record, his vocals are just great yeah. as well. Reason to be. A, a... Well, and his drumming is great on this album. Yeah, I mean, you, that's... you can tell he's fired up. He's playing, man. He's bashing. That's the. I guess the only one of the things I don't like on some i don't you know it sounds like he has like the electronic drums yeah on some of the stuff that's like one little thing that dates it hard but other than that um and uh but uh yeah overall uh, a good record that uh unfortunately didn't get a fair shake we ready we're ready and by the way i agree with everything you both just said there yeah let's uh Let's that wasn't the, that wasn't on the drinking list. Let's let the slaughter begin. You want to go first, Josh? Oh, me go first. All right. Yeah, my... All right. My track eleven. Um, the only thing that saves the song really for me is the vocals, and I would say probably these these three songs that are going to be my eleven, ten, and nine have been my 11 10 and 9 since i was what 12 11, 10 and 11, 11, 11 years <laughs> old when i got this record these songs just have always been the bottom three for me um but my number 11 is here she comes again yeah that just uh, mine too so i'm gonna piggyback with you. whatever you say i'm just gonna join in it's, it's well, not to jump on uh, i had a brand but it's my number 11 too and it's uh, i'll let you speak and then i'll come it in. it just to me it just never fit the night ranger groove you know i don't know it just never it never like got rocking but it was wasn't a ballad and then later you know you start looking at stuff and it's like well you, you know it's written by michael bolton martin briley bob halligan jr and jack blades so it's it's pretty much probably a song that's passed through a lot of people right and wasn't originally intended for night ranger um like i said to me the only thing that really saves it was uh was the vocals kelly's vocals but other than that um even the solo just kind of like it starts out with the screen but then it just kind of just mellows i'm like eh. yeah so even at 11 years old, I'm like, all right, um, this ain't no Eddie's coming out tonight. Yeah. Uh, my my first note on this song is Kelly's vocals. I think Kelly, again, this, uh, we said it's starting a great album for Kelly's vocals. If you're a Kelly fan, this is this is a great album for you. But yeah, Kelly's vocals. I put this song as, um, the way I put it, it's uh, sultry. 
it just kind of it just creeps along there it sets a mood one of my favorite parts about this song though uh, is the way that the bass line is like doom 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 you know jack's kind of driving that rhythm and uh you know, that's that's what i like about it. i mean it's i love the song it's not a disrespect to it it's just i there has to be an 11 this was the one i i look at when i was doing that this is like what do i skip so if i skip this one to go to something else that's where you start falling in my rankings brentry do you have an 11 oh, i have an 11 and me being on team night ranger siding with the boys i did it for love is my number 11 <laughs> because they didn't want to do it they did it great but that's where they would put it because they didn't want it on the album. But it's such a good song. It is a very good song. Um, yeah, I mean, but I've got it higher than that. But it's not better than Here She Comes Again. So, uh, uh, Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> me being on Team Night Ranger tonight, that's, you know, I, I got the boys back on this one. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll echo what Josh said. The song was here, here She Comes Again was co-written by so many people. Probably for the same. I mean, if you got songs that are co-written, I think I did it for love. And I'm not trying to argue your point. Is I think a better co-write, the better song. And we don't even know how much Jack threw in on that. Jack, my, my just, opinion. You know, I'm not saying you're yeah, wrong, but I'm saying I mean, for me, the problem, the problem with I did it for love is the same problem with Quiet Riot's "Come On Feel the Noise." Quiet Riot. It's a great they, song. They said they played that the worst they could play it, which I don't. Technically, I don't think I believe that. No, because it's so good. Um, and I did it for love, even though they didn't want to do it. Is so good. They still yeah. did a fantastic job on the song. But being on Team Night Ranger, number eleven, it goes to eleven. That's just total ass kissing mode. It's Josh, do you have a ten? My number ten. Um, apparently, I'm not team night ranger um even though it is my number 10 i mean it did this album helped me a lot as 11 year old um because uh you know it as 11 year old 12 year old you know you're discovering girls and you know how they work and stuff and you know i realized you know by this song if I got a girlfriend, she would probably be running on soul. So I, you know, I had to save my money up to get her a big speaker stereo to blast out rock and roll, which it wouldn't be this record it would probably be midnight madness, but, um, nice, uh, nice play on words there, but my number 10, um, and in the summer nights, they were, you know, so kind to me so kind to you yeah but my number 10 is woman in love josh uh, just so you know my number 10 is <laughs> we did not talk before the show <laughs> uh that's fun it's good stuff <laughs> i mean I, it, it it's I, I, I love this song i, I like truly this, love song. this song i may like it a little bit more than i did when i was younger i mean what saves it it's a rocking song yeah and what was unique about it even then, I was like, I liked that they ended the record with a rocking song because they really hadn't done that since Dawn Patrol. Um, every record, Night Ranger record, always ended with a slow bow. Yeah. And 
this ended with something heavy, which was different. It harkened back to Dawn Patrol with uh, Night Rangers. So mm -hmm. I did like that they, you know, threw a rocking song at the end. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, my, my track 10 is Woman in Love. Yeah, I mean, mine's same thing. Woman in Love. Uh, my notes on this is again, I'd say almost wording. It, it's a fun rocking song. I love this song. Uh, I think Jack sounds great on this song vocally. I think I don't know why that's just stuck in my head as I was listening. Like, God, this just rocks. And and uh, I think the guitar riff is a cool riff. You know, I think it it's it's great. So, I mean, I, I I'm saying great, but I have it at ten. But I mean, there's there's to me there's better songs, but uh, it's. I'm with you, Josh. Brent, where are you going, buddy? My number 10, just listening to you, um, the song explains how I'm feeling. Restless kind. Oh, there's no way that's that, though. That's no way. Number, this is where 10. you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now you're wrong. It's, it's just a typical Night Ranger ballad. Great. You're exactly right. And it does not go higher than the two songs you put before it. I'll just be like, I'll be like, yo, look, I'm just Team Kelly. I think that song's a lot higher than I, that. You want to throw it to the bottom, man. Do what you got to do, bro. So I am the restless kind. That's season. crazy. I thought you would have had that higher. No, I was, I didn't feel like laying my, my broken dreams out, you know, <laughs> on the road. So that's fair. That's fair. Oh, Josh. You know, I mean, I'm surprised Brent doesn't wear like a bicycle helmet 24-7 because something seriously is messed up up there. Um, but uh, Usually Brent and I are way on, in sync together, but uh, maybe Josh and I, I have. Uh, well, what you think so far? Trust me. Let's see where Josh goes with his number nine. Uh, I'm gonna, I have a feeling we're going to be real close. Number nine. Um, well... Come on, Josh. Are we three for three? Number nine. Again, like I said, these these three songs that uh, the other two in this one um, have all been kind of together towards the um, the bottom for me. But uh, like I said, this has some uh, good parts to it. Um, I always like the I like the verses better than the chorus, and that song is right on you. <laughs> I completely agree with you because that's like, my number nine. I like, I was drinking in the parking lot outside where you're working. Yes. I was looking this is a song about bitterness and revenge yeah. to a degree. I love I it. I mean, I like the verses. Uh, yeah. I just never got on. I just, I just never really got the chorus as much as how cool the verses were. Um, I mean, he's got lines like uh, Johnny come lately. Uh, you've got me and Jackie. We were checking it out about your hard luck story. It's like this Kelly and Jack sitting in a parking lot, yep. pissed off, and I love it. And it could, with the next two songs, it may, it could even maybe on a good day surpass the next two. But that's uh, where it is, right on you now, Al. Yeah, I mean, I same thing. So I, I don't have anything to add. I've already. He really didn't need to join us, Andy. Uh, I could have just sat here by myself. Yeah, Josh. I mean, if you like, I, I rip, go to the bathroom, rip. come back. You finish the list. I know. I could just, you know, Brent. Uh, the next uh, nine songs, you suck. Come on, Brent. Let's see where you're at, buddy. My number nine is "Woman in Love." 
So I'm not too far away from yeah, you guys you're getting on there. that. You were what ten on that? Yeah. So I'm nine on that. Okay. Oh, my favorite part of that song is when he's singing and the guys are answering him like I too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah, that was. So. Uh, and especially coming out of it, uh, you gotta play it and run and dance for a minute just to let, let me be me. That is the part of the song. Yeah. That, you know, like I said, it's just a good rocking song to put at the end of a record. Yeah. Um, so, but Woman in Love right now would be the lowest ranked track because we all got it on our list. So, yeah. Which does that surprises me a little bit because I thought it would have been something else. But anyway, uh, uh, Josh, that's where I think you and I might separate. So what's your number eight? My number eight is Oh, Oh, Love Has Shot Me Down. Oh, no. (laughs) This is where where the men and the boys go different directions. Yeah. To me, there's two songs that... um, are good rock songs great rock songs that's all they are is good yeah no they're not great like the oh. stuff they're not they're not passion play they're not touch of madness they're not rumors in the air boy needs to rock they're not seven wishes they're not call my name they're not eddie they're not can't find me a thrill they're not those songs but they're heavy which i like but they're not classic and one of them is love shot me down i mean i liked i liked it more when i was like 11 and i didn't know shit but yeah. uh it's and it's still i still like it it's just it's not great and some of the other songs are great yeah it's just a decent rock song that has you know it is what it is so love shot me down love shot me down love it has oh whoa maybe you need to be sitting in a parking lot drinking with jack but i liked it because it's heavy and it wasn't big life i love that song that's a great rocking song all right this is where i think you guys might be disappointed in me my number eight is the title track man in motion really yes um title song like i said earlier inspired the name of the fan page and the podcast um I I think it's a it's a it's a good opening track. I enjoy that it opened the, the CD or the album. Um again, Kelly sounds great on this song. Um but uh yeah, it's that uh I don't have any dislike for it, but there's songs that I like better, so it, it had to fall somewhere. Yeah. I don't have a real good justification for putting it at eight. It's just when I started breaking down my list, it was like, well, I got an open slot and that song hadn't found a home yet. So it's uh there's songs that if you would have put an eight, I would have strongly disagreed with you, but that can be an eight, I reckon. I thought you guys are both gonna scream at me and like disconnect me from the podcast when I said no. man emotion at eight. Again, I love it. It's just as we've say every time we do this, there's songs I like better, you know. Brent? Well, you know, I think about you and I think about me, and I think about my list. Oh yeah. I will how be I, how I want it to be. You'll be the um, mad emotion. Oh, that's, that's I always say that's what it should have been all along as mad yeah. emotion, but um, we wouldn't have a great name for the podcast. So 
thank God it changed to man emotion. My number um, eight is right on you. Okay. So I told you we're we're kind of close in I certain can't, regards. Uh, I can't get into anything with you there. Um, but yeah, I do. Like I mean, it's over. wrong, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's not like Josh now. You're wrong. God. <laughs> ah, Josh, do you have a seven you want to throw out at us? Well, seven again is one of those songs that being young it taught me i know where i know what he's gonna say taught me a lot um and it was also a song that i liked that uh let me think of where hold on hold on um it it let me know at a young age because at, at a young age you know you don't know the whole dynamics of women and everything and it let me know like who ran the place it was working girls but then i realized it was only in outer space that they ran the place so i thought well shit then that means down here i'm pretty much in charge uh my number seven seven right? seven is kiss me where it hurts and these are the two songs that i told you that are all you know are right back to back they are good rock songs they're not great they they're everything on dawn patrol and midnight madness seven wishes would kick its ass but they at least rocked and i still enjoy them yeah Um, i think kiss me where it hurts is a little bit better than love shot me down but uh, that is my number seven. Uh, my number seven is the Russ Ballard co-write of I Did It For Love. I like this song. Um, I know that the guys have maybe aren't the biggest fans because they had to force to kind of do it. But uh, it's, a, it's a good song, man. It's a good pop hit. And uh, it's a solid uh, ballad, if we dare. So uh, I like it. I know the Brent uh, and Brent and Team Night Ranger probably would disagree with me, but uh, that's, right. that's a solid tune. I'm glad they did it. Maybe the same last... way that I'm the same way I'm glad that Bon Jovi did. She don't know me because that's a great song. It's the and same thing. He didn't write it, and, and they were forced to put it on the record, and they and didn't it, play it live. And it may be their last uh, last charting hit. There you go. All right, Brent. What's your seventh wish? My seventh is this is where I can agree with Josh, but disagree. Kiss me where it hurts is my number seven. But what I disagree about is, you know, it's not written to sound like other songs. You know, otherwise we'd have another Def Leppard album repeated over again from Hysteria to Adrenalized. It's It's the same album almost. Okay. I'm gonna say it was written like other songs. I'm just saying the rock songs on all the previous Night Ranger records, Sands, Big Life, are better. Yeah, "Kiss Me Where It Hurts" is a fantastic track. <laughs> and, yeah, I love it. And it could very easily be in my top three. Had um, some not sucked as much. That, I mean, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, if it had been better, it would have been in my top three. <laughs> no, no, no. 
I'm just just trying to just stir you up a little bit when I say that stuff. No, Kiss Me Where It Hurts is great. The way I did this list was I looked at what I want to hear right now versus what I want to hear later. So I went number one, number 11, number two, number 10. That's how I did it. Yeah, all right. But I, but I did it for love. See, there you go. Brings it right back home. Yeah, yeah, right. That's for you. Josh, and what here's a, is... And here's your, the thing. If these are... Kiss Me Where It Hurts, let's say we both have it ranked at seven. I mean, that's a solid song for... Yeah. You know, I mean, like when you're looking at like the seventh best track of albums, you're in the filler area, right? And that's a strong song to have as your seventh song. Uh, all three of us would lose our shit if they broke it out in concert, you know? Yeah. I'd lose my shit if they broke out. Did anything on Fan Emotion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did what? So, uh, number six, Josh. Number six is. Number six. Title track, Man in Motion. Um, it, it could easily again be it's kind of grouped with the the other three, Man in Motion, Kiss Me Where It Hurts, Love Shot Me Down. Those three I've always kind of put together as rock songs that are there on the record to make a record. Um and I mean it's a decent opening song. I, I enjoy it. Uh I like that opening riff, you know, the guitars, you know, the guitars and stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if I really like the, the electronic drums and just the, the prodding bass, you know, dun, 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 yeah. dun. but once the guitars kick in that, you know, that, you know, I enjoy, but, uh, other than that, it's, it's, it's a good song and I enjoy it. And, like I said, I rank it just a little bit higher than some of the other stuff. Uh, so there you go. I don't know what else to say about that one. Uh, my number six is Kiss Me Where It Hurts because it's a great title and this song kicks ass. Regardless of what Josh says, this song is great. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. I was so happy. I like it. This song, I just loved it from the first time I heard it. I'm like, I love this song. You literally have it ranked one song ahead of me. <laughs> but it's not Here, ranked here's it here's i ranked I, it higher but i, but I think no, it's i think josh josh I, I think what you said is is correct if you, you put this up against all the stuff you talked about yes it doesn't but you know we were you know we're years removed from those albums and they're still writing for me here's what i pretty think solid I, rock songs they stop being organic after seven wishes so they go into big life we need to write hits. I mean, we got, you know, we're a big band now. We need to write hits. And they try to write, instead of writing for themselves or whatever, they start writing for, you know, to be hits and singles. And it just didn't go over. So that doesn't go over. We need to be ourselves again and write rock songs. And again, now they're trying, instead of being organic, we got to try to go back to guitars, no ballads. And I think that's why they're shoving out songs like Kiss Me Where It Hurts and Love Shot Me Down and Woman in Love. They're trying to just shove out rock songs instead of what's organic. Now, some organic stuff comes out, I think, which, you know, is the cream of the crop that none of us have mentioned yet. But I think some of this stuff, you know, I think it's just, again, they're in a position where they've never been. And now they're trying hard to get back to guitars are back and you know, it's just, I don't think the quality was just as good as 
what you had on Midnight Madness. And but what was your number six, Brent? Um, well, I was going to capitalize on what you said. What I always wonder is how many songs, like on this album, for example, were written earlier that didn't make the cut on the other albums. You know, and they finally came into a group of songs where they they fit perfectly. I don't know. I mean, I know it happens with a lot of bands, especially Gene Simmons, because he writes so many damn songs. But uh, my number, what is it, six? Six. Reason to be. Oh. Yeah. Get your I would have had that a little higher, but uh, go ahead. I, I, State your case. Once, once I got the seven, I was having a tough time shuffling those um, bad boys in an order. And to me, this is one of Kelly's strongest albums. And I just had a hard time putting it someplace. But um, looking at what I still have to offer, or what they have to offer, reason to be is number six. Like, why do we have him on a Night Ranger podcast? I don't know. Do you need a reason? A reason to be. Need your reason to be. You know. Tell me where I'm fucking wrong. (laughs) Number six, reason to be. I'll tell you why. It's... uh... (laughs) When I get to my notes, I'll tell you why. All I right. Higher, so I can't jump. I can't jump ahead. Uh, Josh, num- do you have a number five? My number five would be Restless Kind. Josh, right here, buddy. I'm uh, with you. Number I, five for me. So again, a lot of these songs are kind of grouped together. So like I said, there was three songs always towards the bottom, right on you, Woman in Love, Here She Comes Again. Three songs always kind of in the middle that, you know, Man in Motion, Kiss Me Where It Hurts, Love Shot Me Down. Then I kind of had the two ballads that I enjoyed. Restless Kind and I Did It For Love, I guess I could probably, depending on the mood, switch, you know, those two songs. It's a, uh, it's a great Kelly vocal. I guess I just, you know, we're the, I'm, you know, I've never described myself or any of my buddies as the restless kind. You know, I mean, like it's hard to relate to that line. So maybe that's why it's just not as strong. It's like, uh, oh yeah, that guy, he's the he's the restless kind. Um, like, yeah, so, Josh, you I know really him. go in depth with your lyrics, don't you? <laughs> so, well, I mean, I mean, you're no you're no Susu Studio either. I I I think sometimes that's what you know pulls you into songs more. Is oh, I can relate to that, right? For sure. Uh, I just the restless kind like you know it's like am I restless like you know maybe as I got older and maybe I had you know that restless leg syndrome or something I don't know but uh I think you know that is my number five I mean lyric or musically it's great Kelly's vocals are great um so that's my my number five yeah I'm the same way Josh I mean I kind of um I mean I don't analyze the lyrics as, as closely as you do but uh uh, for my, my notes on this is it's a, it's a great Kelly, another, another great Kelly song on this album. And uh, this is what I wouldn't mind seeing live at least once. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And Just me. You could do it because this was included on their greatest hits. Yeah. The MCA greatest hits that probably a lot of people, you know, if they got Night Ranger stuff, it's what they got is that. Probably bought that. Yeah. MCA greatest hits. So they, um, 
they put that on there. So, you know, the good majority of people, if they know anything off Man in Motion, they're going to probably know that track. Now, eventually, they replace that when you have like stuff like the Millennium Collection. It's almost the same thing as the MCA Greatest Hits from 89, except they do take off Restless Kind and put on I Did It For Love. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, uh, but like I said, a lot of your casual fans have that Greatest Hits from 89. So if they're going to know a song off Man in Motion, it's probably going to be Restless Kind. All right, Brent, since Josh and I are basically have a very similar set list, what's yours? My number five is Here She Comes Again. Whoa. You must really like that song. I love this song. Okay. Great Kelly vocal again, as we've stated. I said, there's not a bad Kelly. Kelly's shining on this record uh, without a doubt and i love when both he and jack are just yeah. exploding on a record um the last album that we well atbpo and um don't let up you know but, but there's not as much kelly vocals on those records and, and i think there needs to be more honestly yeah but we're not we're not reviewing those records right now. No. Um, but my point is, they're both exploding on that stuff, and when when they come together and they and the album is a solid unit like this album is because, like I said, this is all in our top five. This album is, and it's yeah. in and it's a it's a loved album by everybody. And here she comes again. I just it's fun. See, I'm Team Night Ranger, and I just can't rank that song being that high since it's 75% written outside of the Night Ranger world. It's a fun song. 75% outside the Night Ranger world. Team Night Doesn't Ranger. Matter. They did a great job. Team Night Ranger. <laughs> you, but you haven't even gotten to um, I Did It For Love yet. Hey, I'm so just what being, the fuck's your reason on that? Just being, 100% just, not written by Night Ranger be, on that. Just being Brent right now. Yeah, whatever. Team Night Ranger, <laughs> 75%. Yeah, 100% not written higher than this. Kiss number four. My number four is one of the best sounding Night Ranger tunes ever. Such a good melodic song. Um, sometimes when you're just not hitting the right groove, maybe you need to bring in outside help, kind of like mm-hmm. the uh, track Here She Comes He's Again. Really, really and trying. uh and so my number four is I did it for love. Yeah, I hate, I don't like the fact that it's not written by them, but it sounds like Night Ranger. Uh, and I connect to that song probably more than some of the other songs. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's a good song. So, uh, you know what? At the end of the day, I kind of don't care who wrote it. If if it sounds good and it's better than other songs, then uh, it'll be my number four. So that is my number four. I did it for love, performed by Night Ranger. <laughs> not written by. We did the, not reckon the writing, the performing by. Uh, my number four, Love Shot Me Down. Uh, the opening on this song with the acoustic, the picking, I mean, Watson, th- this is just great. This is just a great song. Kicks in, you know, when, when this one kicks in, it's like, come on, man, this song is just fucking rocking it the out. The intro is great. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, and he's got lines like play it all so rough, like a Molotov. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's classic Jack writing. I, I mean, it's, it's no you know, cocaine and trousers, but it is, that's a great, that's a fun line. I it's love probably that a, one. I bet they had at the beginning of the record. Can you get Molotov? Yeah. I mean, I think you pick like like scramble, like they pick them piles out, like I right, make that into it, get that into a song somewhere. Yeah. And Jack's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it." Yeah. Challenge accepted, good sir. But uh, yeah, oh, I just uh, this song, man. I mean, this is one I skip to sometimes. Just like God, I need to hear that. You know, love. Shot. Plus, I've lived that life. Love has shot me down so many times. It's uh, it's kind of like my theme song. I am the yeah. Ross. In this real world, friends. He won. He won that bet with uh, Malatov. He did lose though. Fish fry, <laughs> even though he tried to work it into Johnny's little seaside inn. Yeah, you know that's just, he had, but uh, he lost fish fry. They, they decided to go slamming down a drink or two. <laughs> Brentry, let's see what happens when you say number four here. Man in motion is my number four. Oh, look at you! Again, great Kelly vocal. Great tune. Like I said, repeatedly, I want to hear the original version of Mad Emotion. And I hope it exists. You know, and if you listen closely, sometimes I, I, I hear them saying Mad Emotion. They probably aren't, but that's what I'm hearing, just because I know that's what they were originally going to sing. Um, how now, can I jump? I, I thought you would have ranked this lower mainly because of the electronic drum sounds. Not that you yeah. hate him. I just thought you would have, that would have been a thing for you to no, go. I don't like been, that. I wish I would have done. That's always been my thing. Like when Josh was talking about the album is a little bit more dated than it used to be is because of that sound of the whole album with the drums. Yeah. Um, the drumming is great. It's just the, you know, it's like if you use, if you're lover boy and you use a certain keyboard and then you go to a different keyboard one year because all the pop well even i i mean they all even the, the keyboard to um don't start thinking i'm alone tonight the beginning of that all those bands with keyboards had that same kind of sounding keyboard in that era and doesn't make the song any worse but you can just definitely tell when something comes on the radio oh my god that's 1987 <laughs> you know that was a great um, year for rock and roll but no you can just definitely tell because that's when this new sound came in vogue or was developed. I don't know, programmed. But yeah, Man in Motion, fun, fun tune. Um, that might have been the tune where Andy threw some ho-hos up on stage. Uh, you know, I can't confirm nor deny. Because I remember Jack was talking and all of a sudden Kelly started getting bombarded. He's like, what the hell? And he holds it up. I really owe Kelly an apology next time we talk to him about yeah. that. Yeah, you know, he... And if he remembers it, I would be. That would be awesome. Flabbergasted. <laughs> Josh, Josh, we're down to the final three here. All right. So these final three, they again kind of all grouped together. Um, definitely, when I was younger, this list would have been a little bit different. But the order you get, the list changes. So my number three, which is a great number three, is halfway to the sun. I, I don't have it in the same spot, but I cannot disagree. Fantastic song. Um, the guitar solos. I mean, that's probably the best. Everything. The the only thing I really don't like is 
again the intro the dun 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 you know it's like it's got that little oh and then they great. kick in with the guitars and stuff so um but uh uh but other than that like i just remember getting you know i told you guys i got when i was 10 i got big life and you know all my friends have motley crew or whatever def leppard it's like i wasn't really playing them anything off big life you know like yeah but i do remember being in sixth grade having or fifth grade or whatever having man of motion and i was like ah, i got a song i can play now and i'd throw in uh halfway to the sun so uh uh but yeah that the the, the guitar solos probably if we ever ranked guitar yeah. solos that would be because it's it's almost like a musical man it's up and down mm -hmm. and then and then they come back in and harmonizing so uh and jack's vocals are great um you know i mean i guess looking back i don't like i mean again i'm i'm nitpicking just you know like the high backup vocals you know watch out oh, little sister watch out uh that's yeah. the only thing like it's like uh maybe i don't like as much as when i was younger but i mean if you think about like i you know do other night ranger albums have those high backup vocals like that like you know that's something to think about i haven't really thought about it but it's like that is kind of unique to have that almost like a falsetto it's it's high yeah um but uh i assume that's probably jesse bradman there singing some backups uh and, Maybe uh, when we get to like episode 300, we'll be ranking the backing vocals <laughs> per hour. But uh, trying to see who sang uh, some backups here, but uh, that would be my uh, number three. My number three. Uh, my number three is uh, another fantastic Kelly song, Reason to Be. This song. Um, Again, we're, we're everybody's different, and not to dog anybody. This song just really resonates with me. I love this song uh, lyrically. It's just, uh, it's just great. And and again, the uh, the acoustic guitar opening. I mean, I don't know if we ever tire of hearing Watson picking like that. You know, he's so good at it. And uh, yeah, I mean this. Uh, I think it's just a great song. I don't have anything bad to say about the song. I can't nitpick it at all. I love it. And I, I'm always, I always enjoy hearing it. I'll sometimes be singing it to my, in my, to myself sometimes in the middle of the day. No, no reason. I just love the, my reason to be, do you need, it, yeah, you know, and, and that's, that's the callback. I was going to make another song. I mean, I know I'm answering got, themselves, you know, I know I have, jeff tate like vocals so you don't need to tell me that but i'll spare you from most of my singing because i just i and save these pipes i got if, pipes i haven't even used yet for those that you know are <laughs> listening he didn't play like isolated vocals from the record that was him singing so yeah that was i mean it's like a mistake in there if my voice is like a mixture of jesus and fergie mm. <laughs> and delicious you got a voice of an angel <laughs> I can't even, don't even look at me. Look away. <laughs> you know, I can't oh. get to Jeff Tate and Andy used to do this thing from the um, stars video yeah. <laughs> and Andy used to pop his head up and get his glasses yeah. on and he would do this yeah. Jeff Tate impersonation. Down in the night when you're feeling the cold. No, I need he didn't to turn have his sideways. Hand up. He, he didn't have his hand up. He had his hands down to his side and he was, you know. Jeff Tate is the greatest like a, rock vocalist. Like a chicken when he was singing. 
My head was pecking. Well, I used to smoke pot with Johnny Hopkins. I used to blaze that shit. Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering. Um, so Brent, you're number three. I'm gonna change the title of the song. Oh boy. To Josh Shot Me Down. Wow. Because that's all he's fucking done this whole episode. <laughs> well, that's Josh's. <laughs> yeah, let's Josh's shot me MO. Down. Whoa, whoa. Number three. Um yeah, killer, I mean, look, I had it at four, tune. so I'm with you. Yeah, killer tune makes me smile. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's classic Jack Blades. Um, you can't go wrong with it. It almost made number two, but number, you know, well, anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was hard. My top three were kind of ooh maybe, but no, my number one solid. So. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I did my top three right off the bat. Yeah. No hesitation. I knew what my top three were. It was Same the here. other, the rest of them, I struggled. Like, ah, I'm going to put them. But top three, I, def- I just knew. You're putting a puzzle together. Yeah. Joshua, we are down to two and one. You want to do two and one together, or you just want to keep round robin in it? Let's just keep round robin. Uh, my right, number, number two. two is the co-write from alan fitzgerald don't start thinking i'm alone tonight oh no this was actually the second single from the record no video um no commercial release but there were promos um so don't start thinking i'm alone tonight i've always said it's kind of like the sister song to uh when you close your eyes again either if they were trying to get back to what they were they hit they hit the nail on the head on that one or if you know how whatever if they were just trying to write how they used to they definitely hit it here then you could argue maybe because there's a fits influence i don't know but uh um don't start thinking i'm alone tonight uh just has that classic night ranger sound absolutely and uh you know, when you have that classic Night Ranger sound, it's uh, you can't go, can't go wrong. wrong. Can't go wrong. So even in a record where they were trying to grow and maybe go into a different direction, you know, this one, you know, stayed true to the roots. Yeah, can't hide who you are. Positively. Well, my number two um, is uh, my number two and my number one are since this album came out have been solidly in my favorite night ranger songs of all time. And, uh, number two for me is halfway to the sun. This song, uh, Brian or Josh, you can probably tell me, I think it opens side two of the album or cassette. Am I correct? Uh, it is a kick in the face of guitar. (laughs) And I just, I love it. I I mean, I, I would almost say it, it should have opened the album. But then I'm like, but then it would probably go down from there. It wouldn't be because I think this is one of the, just the most guitar driven. Uh, uh, like Josh said earlier, it is. I mean, it's just up and down and it's crazy. It's frenetic with the guitar work. And uh, it's just. Um, it, it makes me so happy when I hear it. And this is one that I would. Any influence on the band, Josh, please add this to the set list well, sometime, you know somewhere. Please, for the love I of God. did talk to, I think it was Kelly, and we were talking about, um, like, deep tracks. 
Yeah. And I was telling him that songs that I think you could play that people would really enjoy. And I mentioned two off the top of my head. One was Color Your Smile. Yep. I, I told him straight up, though, I go, I hate it. But, you don't agree with it, but yes. <laughs> you know, he knows what songs I do not enjoy. And he screws with me. He's like, hey, we're going to play insert song and I'm gonna, it's it's for you tonight I'm like all right you know it's cool because he's giving me you know I go, hey kelly king yeah. he's giving me shit but then after a while it's just like he's giving me shit you yeah. know he knows and he's wrong people. he's wrong <laughs> he's wrong don't do that but uh i said color your smile i go a lot of people like that and i said halfway to the sun and he was definitely surprised with halfway to the sun i mean yeah i don't know how um, i mean again they should get on the page talk to the, the fans i mean right. that song is universally it has to be mm-hmm. i mean hopefully people watching this will chime in and tell us yeah we totally agree with halfway to the sun it's 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 fantastic you know uh, i mean it's just it's like with anything you do if you write or whatever if like you know we want like this podcast you know if someone says hey i really like this one episode in this one part and it's like really like i thought that sucked uh, I, like I said, I'm always surprised we actually have people yeah, watching the show. Well, so. true, but you see what I'm saying? Like, well, I would have never thought that, but you know, certain people do. Uh, you know, or you know, anything yeah. you do, you know, musically. I mean, it's or or anything artist-wise. You know, I'm sure if you you write something, oh, this I just wrote this. This is great. Now, this other thing I wrote, I don't like too much, and you know, people read it and like, you know, what you think is great. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, well, that thing over there you wrote is 20 times better. Um, so I just don't think they know. And um, so pass it, uh, pass it on to them. So, but what yeah, would, like, good. What I would love to do is just sit in a room, either behind glass and put 10 people in a room watching our dumb asses talk about this record and see what kind of reaction we get out of everybody because i know i'd be the guy yelling at you fucking idiots you know you you have Let me show you what clue. you would see brent a lot of this oh yeah and yeah. like oh what the hell i just or, i would just give him a whole bunch of like rotten vegetables to yeah. throw because i know brent would be covered because or it'd be I, like I, knew, uh, I thought i knew andy better than that it'd be like who's night ranger and here's the thing about halfway <laughs> to the to the sun is the lyrics are all cool like every now and then there's like a lyric I, you know, I don't yeah. like, or, you know, Jack says, you know, mentions like something about a window or something, yeah. but the lyrics, I just always liked the lyrics, uh, wake up little dark eyes. We've yeah. had her go for now. So I'm leaving you with a bitter heart. I'm going to leave you anyhow. Like that harkens back to that rawness. What's the line of midnight madness or Dawn patrol. Take like, them over done lips, done lips. Million dollar smile. Use, use them up, up on some younger, younger pup. pup. That whole- yeah. And the younger the whole, pub might be the one line I, you know, nah, like it's, it's uh, the whole uh, thing is, like I said, that's classic Jack writing right there. Yeah. Well, Brent, so, do you have a number two? Did you have a number two? That was my number two. Oh, okay. I, my I, number I two, my number two was "Don't Start Thinking." His was halfway, and yeah, I didn't know if you were just okay. if your number two was the same thing. We're just all going along. My number two is "Don't Start Thinking." I'm alone tonight. I think you you're know, wrong, but go ahead. This harkens back to what I said, you know, when Josh said it sounds so much like classic Night Ranger. You know, what was it written a couple years beforehand? And it was finally tweaked. They got it, you know, he got it right to where he wanted it. I don't know. But um, in any case, I'm, I'm just, 
happy it's on this record and we've got it. Yeah. I don't remember where I got this from. I don't know if, you know, was I talking to Kelly about it? Was it an interview? I was it someone close to the band? I can't remember, but they weren't a hundred percent, but they thought Fitz was there at the beginning of those sessions. Now I could be totally wrong. Right. I don't, you know, don't quote me on that. Cause I cannot remember where that piece of nugget, you know, so that could be why Fitz has that songwriting credit on there, or it could be, um, you know, something yeah. that was left over. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, usually when something's left over, you hear something about it being a leftover track or, you know, we've had that in the vaults for a while. Um, and you never heard any of that from Night Ranger. It's almost like they knew exactly what songs they were going to record. And that was it. Uh, you know, now you could argue, you know, we've turned, you know, found out on this podcast that carry on from Mr. big life yeah. is a little bit taken from, uh, Tom Patrol, wasn't it? the, well, the demo yeah. tape, the demo yeah, tape, yeah. carry on, you know, before Dawn Patrol. So, but we don't really know how much was, you know, taken, you know, just like there's a song off that, that demo called hang on, which they eventually used for uh high road, but it was just, I think the chorus, they didn't use the verses. So we, you know, we don't know, but yeah, so it's, it's an argument either way. You never yeah. hear them saying we, you know, we took material from leftovers and used it, but we found out that, you know, they took something from a, demo tape and used it from for big life so uh yeah so you know is that the reason why you know it really harkens back to to that night ranger era i would say maybe but also we're not really talking about a big span of time it's only six years from dawn patrol to this to this i mean yeah that's not even if you took that amount of time now that's like a year after high road was released you had the whole classic period from 2015 to now um so you know it's not hard to probably get back to that original way or at least fall back into it i don't know but i would say to night rangers credit in six years they produced more music than guns and roses did in 30 or 25 whatever it yeah. is well sometimes it's not the quantity either um but uh, uh number one josh my number one let's see what this is because i don't i haven't kept tracks so i don't know where you're reason at. to be number one really uh it's got that classic night ranger sound it's got really everything it's got that kelly kagey jeff watson acoustic I, I agree. and then it just you know you're thinking oh a ballad and then it just no <laughs> it's like nope and you get that guitar riff um brad has to join the fray yeah and then so it gets heavy but then it's got that big chorus night ranger chorus and uh so yeah just to me it has almost every ingredient to night ranger it's got the jeff watson acoustic kelly vocal the ballad it's got the heavy down and down and then it's just psh, the drums are awesome it kicks in 
the drums sound like classic drums it's not electronic yeah uh kelly's vocals are great and then it you know goes from heavy into it just drops out uh to a good melodic chorus which is night rangers known for so to me it's just got the best of everything so uh number one the best of everything with the word lad in it yeah i once was a lad with great expectations well that's because they were influenced by the uh their scottish Scottish excursion they took (laughs) in between scottish it's crap try try i was just waiting for you go i love everything but but the word lad well i it it was in there Uh, funny when i was taking notes i was like do i highlight lad or wait to see if josh does it because <laughs> i was the no. person i was like josh is gonna say something about lad um that yes that uh i love it but the Again, thing but the it thing, was a challenge for jack the thing that hides lad is it's the first line in the heavy part you know what i mean like <laughs> you're still rocking you kind of like, what was that yeah what like lad say? like no it wasn't lad it was it was a uh, late it was uh, glad um so yeah, that's you know that's that is what it is, but uh, um, but that harkens back to you know good Night Ranger. You know you got to have a trousers in there somewhere, and their yeah, I mean, trousers trousers was, anymore. You know was lads, so uh, you know or living the tenderloin life. You know thinking he's eating a <laughs> tenderloin sandwich. All right, are you ready to get for you guys to be wrong? The the number one song, and this is arguably for me one of my probably my top two i think i even stated when we ranked the albums i don't want to live in a world a night ranger world that i can't hear this song and this is one of the my favorite all time night ranger songs don't start thinking i'm alone tonight this song is everything to me i love this song i love it from beginning to end i would pay money just to hear this song live one more time I would. Josh, I, mean, I know give, there's give, videos give that out laser there. Discount. No, no. I mean, I want to be there when they're doing it. Oh, okay. I want to hear this song live. It is awesome. It is just pure awesome. Well, they did this song live when they were doing the Dawn of Madness. I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't the show you were at or no. whatever. But yeah, they, did they in Japan, I think. No, this was a state show. Was it the first one up in uh, Wisconsin? It may, it may have been. Yeah, I was going to say Wisconsin. I thought that's where it was at. But uh, um, they did Forever All Over Again. Right. Panic and Jane. Love it. No, they didn't do this. They did Reason to Be. I apologize. Oh, my God. Uh, so, no, they uh, they probably haven't done this since the Man in Motion tour. I'm just saying, so when I uh, when I see them live, and you, me and Brent have seen them live many times together. You know, when I hear certain songs, uh, I just kind of like, you know, uh, rumors does that to me. I just get so excited. Um, Monkey Business by Skid Row does the same thing. If I hear Monkey Business, I just want to start kicking things. I can't control myself. If I heard Don't Start Thinking, the keyboard start that, I would probably just start flailing about like I was having a seizure. That's how much I love this song. And... uh I just like I said I don't want to live in a Night Ranger world where this song doesn't exist. I, and that to me does propel this start, album. I will start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. To pay Night Ranger to do it just so I can see you on the ground. Just flopping around, hitting people. What I want is Eric Levy to come on here <laughs> with his keyboards and just start going into it and see what uh, he does. It's just 
it's such joy to me. I know we all probably have those songs that just mean so much. Like, God, if I hear that song, man, that's, it means everything. It would mean, it would make the entire concert, not that it wouldn't be bad, but just if I hear that song, I'd be like, this is, this is it. I need nothing more in life. This song, that's how much I love the song. So Brent, I now, I defer to the man from Southwestern Ohio. Well, some things have been said about this record about Kelly um, that are right on topic. Incredible drumming on the record, incredible vocals. But what Kelly does on my number one is he has the greatest drum intro for a Night Ranger tune since Seven Wishes. And that would be Halfway to the Sun. I, I, I can't argue. You know, I just love that. You know, it just... Um, when again, I hear yeah. that crack in, <laughs> it's like we're watching it live. Yeah, ah. but but do but do the do we do the thing at the end? The what? Popeye face. Yeah. Oh, did, do I do, did I make a face? Yeah, didn't even know it. Yeah, Matt Fernet. I, I was doing Matt Fernet. Yeah, Loverboy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and like Andy said, when that song comes on, you can't contain yourself. Everybody is fucking spot on with whatever they wrote for their parts in that song. It all just comes together into one sonic you know. Eargasm. Yeah. So halfway to the sun it was um, I did fluctuate between Don't Start Thinking because it is one of the greatest pop songs ever written by Night Ranger. I will second that with Andy. But halfway we always talk about Halfway to the Sun. It always comes up somehow. Brent and I have talked about these songs forever. I mean, just always a bit like, God, those are such great songs. And what was great, I mean, I think, too, was, I mean, their image was good. Like, you know, the the promo shots, they all, they, they, they look cool. Um, even that they're dated some with, like, the pinks and stuff and purples. It still was, you know, the band looked good. It's just unfortunate it was just the era and the time and it didn't matter i you know it's uh the night ranger name at that point had just been spent it yeah. didn't matter really if yeah. nothing really took off it just their music wasn't what was hitting at the time um yeah. and you saw it with other bands survivor lover boy uh, as two right off the top that just yep. were so big and 38 special and just and all just those just yes. faded away well in this time in this period of time as well was the time to where you were going to elongate your logo rat did it yt did it everybody just started going for the sleek look Every, i mean everything was copied from one to another and it was driving me crazy I'm like why is everybody doing this and today when rat plays if they have the wrong logo it's dry i like the fat one you know <laughs> you like Shut some up. fat not long and slick, but uh, but if you would have took that damn Yankees album and you know take the Ted Nugent name off of it and just made it a Night Ranger album, it wouldn't have done what it did. Uh, you were you were able to make a fresh start with a new name, damn Yankees, and I mean yeah, you bring in the Night Ranger name and the Sticks name, but you know you also bring in Ted Nugent. And that's a big name to bring with it. And when you bring that and it's new, it's just they they'll they'll market it different and 
And as long as you got the tunes, you know, to back it up. So I think if you would have had high enough on the next Night Ranger album, I don't think it would have done. No. What? What no, that? I think you're, I think you're well, right. I hate to admit that. This whole album is an example of that. Yeah, and people, you know, talk about doing well. You know, night the night. You know, when Night Ranger got back or together with Kelly Kagi and Brad Gillis, and they got Gary Noon, and you know they're playing clubs. It's like, well, the Night Night Ranger name was spent when those bands were still ruled the world. You know, Night Rangers playing Bogarts and stuff, and. uh I mean, what do you think there's going to happen when grunge hits? You know, it's. Uh, yeah, we talked before along on earlier episodes, Josh, how Night Ranger went from the Big Life tour playing Riverbend, which is, you know, roughly 14,000 at a sellout to Bogarts on the next album. And I think it was like a year and, and a half. Bogarts is 1,500. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't maybe. sold out. And no. no I mean, think about this. Think about this. Think about. Um, don't let up 2017 atbpo 2021 four years night ranger goes from seven wishes their pinnacle right just the beginning of seven wishes i mean they're still going up after this but they go from releasing seven wishes being at the height of mtv to breaking up in the time period of of uh that they released two albums don't let up same time period you see what i'm saying like yeah how quick that goes you had all of the seven wishes hype big life man in motion breakup in that same period so you know they went from the highest of heights to the lowest of lows breaking up in such a short short period um so um, at the time it didn't seem like it was that fast well, that's no. why I said it's like uh, if it's not for not for me anyway. Well, here's the thing. It's like I, I tell people like I say it's, you know, it's 2021. You would have. Or let's just let me put it this way. Uh, 2015 to now, you have the entire classic Van Halen Roth era and it's done mm-hmm. that quick. Uh, you know, you don't really look at it and think of it that. But that's how quick it was. Six years. 78 1984 same with kiss yep uh so uh but yeah i mean it's it's a good way to end the classic era i mean it's an album i don't you know to this day none of us are ashamed of and all the hardcore fans still enjoy i mean if you look i got the promo poster right there uh it's just a cool i love the the orange logo Uh, you know they look cool i like the sunset logo I don't like the uh, the uh, like the dude walking. Doesn't look like a real dude. Looks like an alien. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the only thing. It's kind of always, but I guess I like that whole era. Just that, you know, the Mojo era, damn Yankees. You know, the whole era, era when everything's in flux. Um, so, uh, but a good album, good record to throw in. Overall, it's it's aged well. Um, and, I mean, it sounds dated, but it, it, for fans, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we, we, we always talk about Kiss or even Loverboy. If you go back it, to their catalog, 
you it know doesn't sound as dated as some things could i mean it's not exactly. like throwing like in some of the stuff being released in 88 89 and stuff but that's half the reason why it wasn't successful back then either um is you know it wasn't going towards those uh, uh those sounds but uh well but i'm glad this album us, exists yeah for Go the ahead, three bro. of us i think it hit where it needed to hit for us and, and that means other fans as well i think um i, reg- I regard this as a perfect album and i don't think i got this record you know again you know, i'm 11 years old so it isn't like i'm you know going to record stores on my own and stuff like that but whenever i went to stores i would look for night ranger and i found this in a mire in columbus but the thing that throws me off a little bit is i swear i asked my mom to get it for me for easter so that had to be like april of 89 something like that right yeah. So I must not have got it or knew it was out right away. And I'm pretty, I mean, I know the Meyer story is, is right on. Cause I just remember like, Holy shit, you know, finding a cassette, you know, night mm-hmm. Ranger, it's new, you know? So I remember that. And I remember having to wait for it. And oh. I just, I just remember like, Hey, I got to pull Easter out, you know, Easter's coming up. Give me this for Easter, you know, yeah. uh, so I don't think I got it when it came right out. But again, you know, if it's not on MTV, unless you happen to be there that one day at two o'clock when it came yeah. on. But, uh, um, but yeah, I just remember getting it and going, oh, fucking A. You know, it's like I had a different reaction to it than it did Big Life, you know. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, but. Uh, and Andy, you had it on the day it came out. You're welcome. Thank you. Didn't I used right to have a concert shirt from this, Brent? Yes, you did. I have no idea where it's at. Yeah, Andy and I were at the show, and I had Buco no dinero, <laughs> whatever, whatever Spicoli says. And I asked Andy, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? And you're like, what am I, a bank? No. I was kind of a dick. So I couldn't get a shirt. So that's why when we were on, at, you know, Night Ranger, and I got the longest day shirt. Gary Moon on tour. Andy just walks up, hands it to me, and says, "That's making up for the uh, Man in Motion tour." Yeah, I was going to, I was going to <laughs> bring up that they used that Night Ranger logo on the Man in Motion. They used that on one of their tour shirts from uh, uh, the Mojo era. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I have. Yep. You know, so I, now I have even a rarer shirt. Yeah, it's like not quite the same, but uh, yeah, you have something I don't have. And the only shirt that I've ever <laughs> seen from that tour doesn't have dates on back. It's just the album cover. That's really it. The album cover, and it's got. Yeah, and I said that to you. You already got it. Huh? A couple couple weeks ago, I sent you that. Somebody was Thanks. selling it. Oh yeah, the white shirt. Well, no, that's the Mojo shirt. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I that's that's a that's, uh, that's another Mojo shirt they had. Um, I think they sold that one at the beginning of 95 and then the longest days may well, no, cause you guys were, maybe yeah. it was reversed cause you guys went in the summer, but, uh, the man in motion, only tour shirt I ever seen never had dates on the back right. and it was just the album just cover. That. Yep. And that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I recalled yeah. having, I have no idea what the shirt is now, but yep, I wish that's, I it. that's the only one that I remember. Uh, there was a third single released off this record reason to be. Uh, there is advertisements for it 
being released in the U.S., but there is no promos out there. The only thing there is, is there was a little mini Japanese um, CD single for it. And that may be it. I don't, yeah, there's, I, you know, don't start thinking I'm alone tonight, but it's actually, no, they did sell this commercially. I forgot. I did find one. So probably 10 copies of it sold. So, but no picture sleeve or anything like that. Uh, Kiss Me Where It Hurts is the, the B side. Um, here's another promo copy. The white label um, has a, does it have like a radio edit or something? I'll see where it does. But um, then Woman in Love is the B-side for... How cool they look in that picture. I mean, that they look like rock stars. Yeah, there's a picture on the back or not. Um, here is... I did it for love from Australia. Good day, mate. Woman in Love again is the. Uh, uh, that's on Koala Records over there instead of Camel. I did it for love Canada. Kangaroo Records. And gotcha. there is a couple different versions Wall of Wallaby Records. There you go. There's a jukebox slip. Oh wow, that's cool. And so cool. Um. Yeah, but like I said, the um, the U.S. release just has the back album cover. Other than that, that's really, you know, it does have a, a white label promo, but that's that's it. Nothing cool like uh, Big Life where you could get the color of your smile from Spain yeah. with a kaboom bomb on it or something. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, and it did have the only cassette single besides the uh, Neverland, um, Forever All Over Again. It was released on cassette single, uh, I Did It For Love, with the hard case. So it wasn't like the plastic paper, you know, sleeve. Um, if I got any other man in motion shit lying around, it. I'm sure there's something. And like I said, the, the thing I've been kind of referencing is. 2009 universal released i think this in europe so you can see the cds a little bit different yeah oh yeah and um the back is about the same does that have a universal logo on the back yes okay that's that remastered one you can get everywhere then and but if you look inside the album on the liner notes it's got the little dude at the bottom so a little bit different than the standard copies you can get from the U.S. or Japan. Um, but yeah, Man in Motion, the record. So let us uh, let us know what your list is. Tell um, tell Brent and Andy why their lists are wrong. Uh, Josh, I'm pretty close to yours. And we said we were going to do an episode every two weeks, but we wanted to get on a different rotation. So you get luck and you get back to back yeah. weeks. Um, so, and plus, unfortunately, the holidays are coming up, so it might throw some wrenches in. But uh, we will do our best to keep uh, keep well, I looked at that, coming. 
I looked at that schedule. I think the worst case scenario was maybe you miss one. So yeah. Um, I mean, I'll do what I can to be on that one, but uh, I thought I better send that out today. So anyway, anyway, if you're still watching this, thank you so much. <laughs> getting your we Night don't Ranger, know why. <laughs> Night Ranger fix. Uh, but uh, definitely track us down. Yes. If you're a, a fan of the Night Ranger band in the podcasting world, check us out on all your favorite podcasters, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. Uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and uh, most importantly, go to YouTube and watch us or tell your friends. We always ask everybody if you could just tell one person to check us out, maybe like us, maybe subscribe. It helps us, and we'll continue to put out product. And hey, whether you like it or not, we're going to be here. We're only three hundred, or we're only three people away from having three hundred subscribers. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, I don't care whether you're listening to this. Go to YouTube, click subscribe make me happy uh, and if you want to listen to the audio try out audio mac audio max um i've messed around with it and it's a very good uh pod listener not that i endorse any of them but uh you know audio max seems to me to be one of the better ones out there um go check out the website uh fansinmotion.com i do plan on monkeying around with it and making some changes coming up uh, so you can go look at it now and see how it uh, is now. And then you can tell me how cool it'll be later. Um, go to Facebook, click like on the fans in motion tribute page, go to Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is cool. Yeah, I throw different photos up there and stuff. Twitter is great because all the news that's out there, no matter how small, it's just easy for me to retweet stuff. So if you want all the news and info, uh, go to Fans in Motion on Twitter. What else, man? What else? Um, I think that's it. Hey, Brent, you got anything you need to plug? You got your own website, your own podcast, anything? Oh, no. Your merch store? <laughs> want to buy Brent Walter t-shirts? This I have. Hi, I'm Brent. I have a whole store set up. I just never opened it. There you go. It's true. How to, how to succeed in business. You know. Um, but uh, definitely check us out. Leave us a comment. Let us know what your list is. And so we can tell you how wrong you are. Correct the mundo. Thank you, everybody. All right. All right. Giggity, giggity. <laughs>